Hey, everybody. We just want to welcome you to the Young Adults Podcast. Um, We're recording here at Refresh Community Church. And I have with me today Alexis, Aaliyah, and Kennedy. Alexis, you want to tell us a little bit about... Oh, and I'm Christine, by the way. Sorry, I just assumed everybody knew who I was. (laughs) Um, Alexis, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, Well, I've lived in Chesapeake for most of my life. I grew up in Norfolk, which is just a city over. And my twin is Aaliyah, who is sitting right across from me. And um, I'm pretty much going to say the same thing that she says. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I live uh, with her and the rest of my family. And I have an older brother, too. And I've loved growing up here, but not because of the city itself, but because of the people. And because of those people in my life, it has led me to this church, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah, I'll just kind of continue on with what she said. Yeah, it's it hasn't really been because of the city, but the people. Um, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say after that. <laughs> but, I mean, it's really true. It, finding <clears throat> your right people makes the place where you grew up so much better. Yeah, so it's true. a lot more memorable. Yeah. How about you, Miss Kennedy? Well, I mean, I've pretty much grown up here my entire life. I, I was actually born in California, so I moved here when I was three, but I don't obviously don't really remember it that much. Um, but and I've known these two since what Elementary fourth school. Yeah, yeah fourth grade or something. Yeah. I forget which one y'all was in my class, but yeah. Yeah, it would be her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Miss Bambi. Oh no, no, that, no, was, no, that me. was Aaliyah. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. yeah. We've known each other for a long time. <laughs> We've known each other remember. since for a long time now. And yeah. Awesome. Uh, I have two sisters, older and younger, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, we're getting together today because we, you know, we've been talking about an interesting topic amongst ourselves, and uh, I guess we're going to call this podcast today, what is it, perfect, um, perfect image, image, image. question mark, (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, basically as believers, especially young adult believers, because you're all in your... 20s. 20s, yeah. almost yeah, getting 20s. to the mid-20s here, ladies. I know. I, like, oh, it's, yeah. So, yeah, we're all turning 23 this year. Yeah. And turning 22 is like, <clears throat> oh, gosh, we're getting older. But now turning 23 is like, oh, man, I don't like it. I, yeah. I don't like, it's like so, it's like entering that mid, I, I guess pre-mid-20s, if that's a thing. Yeah, no, it's like the official 20s. Now you're yeah. not yeah. like, oh, we're just this close out of being 19. and Or, you know, now you're yeah. officially yeah. adults. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to the real world. But no, we were just kind of discussing amongst ourselves um, just the idea of, in the church as women, just the idea of body image, especially in the culture we live in with Instagram and TikTok and AI apps now and everything under the sun to make us everything but who we are. Um, just how it is to navigate that as believers who are, Jesus is knocking. He wants to be part of our podcast. If it's not Jesus, go away. But honestly, it's definitely something that we have been discussing and, um, just kind of wanted to get your take as young women in this highly saturated culture of identity crises really because we are so afraid to be who we are um in this world tell me a little bit kennedy 
because you actually work in the behavioral health field. So you have yes. a lot of background in, you know, some psychology and some, you know, ideas of how this really affects people on a mental health. Yeah, that was my major psychology. Yeah. So in in and around the people your age and in that group of people, do you feel like this idea of body image or having the perfect image in a sense, is that really something that permeates the culture in your age group as far as mental health goes? Oh yeah, I think so. It definitely has a huge impact, especially with social media and all that because what you have to remember is on social media, most of the time, nothing is really what it seems. Everything nowadays is either photoshopped or edited or something like that to create this uh, ideal image of what somebody should look like. And this goes for everyone, you know, no matter your age, race, gender, anything. This goes for everyone. But generally just the ideal image of what you should look like. And so then people our age look at that and we're like, oh my gosh, I have to look like that. Mm -hmm. And then when you don't, it can definitely cause some mental health issues and even beyond that just you know because you're so upset that you don't look like those other girls and maybe you start to believe you're not good enough it's so true and I will say um we were just laughing about this beforehand because they're in here and they're setting up all these lights for us and they're getting everything and we're we're all feeling like little princesses over here like oh put the lighting on her so and we were laughing because they're like isn't this exactly what we're talking about yep. today put all these lights in here don't put it too harsh on this person don't put it too harsh on that person and we understand production quality and all that but we were just cracking up because it's just is it not true yeah. like don't put too much light on me because you know, you may get my forehead wrinkles or whatever. <laughs> but I think for me as an older adult-ish, um, for us back in the day, I think about little things. We were actually talking about this on Wednesday night, I believe. Um, you know, things like your eyebrows even. I'll, I'll be honest, in the late 80s, early 90s, before everybody started plucking their eyebrows out to be like these little scary lines. Um, <laughs> we didn't think about stuff like that. When we were doing our makeup as teenagers or whatever, we're not like, oh, our eyebrows have to be a certain way. Like they have to be perfectly whatever to the point now where you can go and have them tattooed onto your face to be a certain way. Or eyelash extensions like I don't think anybody in my entire high school wore false eyelashes truthfully I mean yeah. yes we would color our hair or we would do and we worried about other things but the the amount of pressure it is to be absolutely 100% perfect in the world's eyes is just beyond me at this point because I'm even now at 47 years old watching TikTok going, oh, wow, I should have really like be paying attention to the shape of my eyebrows. And when she was joking the other day and said something about the eyebrows, I'm like, what's wrong with my eyebrows? <laughs> and she's like, nothing. You were just saying about the day you had and it didn't burn your eyebrows off. And I was like, oh, oh, I thought my eyebrows, like that's the mental, that's mm -hmm. the mental strain 
that these yeah. types of things put on you. So I'm going to read a scripture, then I'm going to pass it over to you, Aaliyah. But um, we have a lot of scripture that we pulled at, that Kennedy did a lot of the work here for us. But, you know, just Psalm 139, verse 14. And I think this is something that one of those verses that we all know, but are kind of like a cliche verse that we don't really fully take to heart is I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful wonderful I know that full well so just based on that scripture and again it's one of those scriptures like John three sixteen, you know mm -hmm. that we hear so often that we almost forget the power behind it but to know that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God the creator of all things and that he doesn't make anything that's worthless or junk. I think as people in 2024 now, we really have a hard time kind of reconciling with that. How do you feel about that, Aaliyah? Like as far as knowing that deeply in your core that you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image yeah. of Christ. Yeah, so... One, I love this verse, and I've heard it, like, I've heard it all my life, and it's something that I feel like it's kind of thrown around without really thinking about it, because it, it's one of those verses that you can either take it as, like, oh, it makes me feel so good, but what does it actually mean, like, deep down in the scriptures? It's mm -hmm. so much more than just how we read it, because I feel like with our image and how God made us, we can kind of take advantage of this verse and essentially do what we want as far as how we look, trying to get the praise of others instead of trying to focus on, like, the judgment of God. Um, and so I feel like we throw around this verse and sometimes we take advantage of it, of what it really means. Um, but if you continue, like, down in Scripture, the next verse says, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Mm. And, like... I can't even comprehend that, like, in the depths of the earth. Like, part of me doesn't even know what that means, but thinking about how deep that God's intention was when he made each person mm -hmm. perfectly in creation, and, again, like, sometimes we just take advantage of that. But the very first part of that next verse of Psalm 139, 15 my frame was not hidden from you. Mm -hmm. So what we do in this life, how we build ourselves up, how we present ourselves to other people, whether we're followers of Jesus or not, like nothing that we do to enhance ourselves is hidden from God at all. Like we can't hide anything. And something that we especially can't hide in this world is how we look. Mm -hmm. we, we, we can't hide how we, we can't hide how we look. Even if we throw a blanket over ourselves and like isolate ourselves in our room, like one, we're never alone. So there's people going to be worrying about you if you are put if you are putting yourself in isolation. There's people going to be worrying about you and how you're doing. So like no matter how we try to hide, we can't hide, and especially with our appearance, mm -hmm. even if we try to cover ourselves up. Um, and so we we truly are fearfully and wonderfully made with so much intention, and that's not something to only be happy about, but that's something to also like we should. Be taking care of ourselves yes um, yes yes yeah we should be taking care of ourselves because we everything that we have everything that we've been given is a gift and what I would like to think is that we all take care of our gifts 
like the gifts that we may get for Christmas or our birthday, we, um, in hopes that we all like our presents that mm-hmm. we get during those times, <laughs> we, we take care of the things that we really appreciate and sometimes we just don't, we don't appreciate ourselves that much and then that leads to not realizing that we are created with so much intention mm. and that we are so deeply cared for in the depths of the earth and nothing that we can do can hide. Like we can't hide ourselves. We can't hide our image for even a second. Like we can't do it. Um, That's heavy. It's interesting to think that everyone was fearfully and wonderfully made because we're twins. So yeah. especially if you're identical twins and we went to school with identical twins um, and they did look exactly the same. And I know a lot of people say we look, so we're actually fraternal twins. So we're technically supposed to look so different from one another. But a lot of people get us confused with being identical twins of like, how are you guys fraternal twins? You guys look the same. Yeah. And then people ask, how are we supposed to tell the difference? How are we supposed to tell the difference between you guys? And all of our other friends that have known us for so long, like Kennedy and our other friend Troy, they both He's say... He's behind the camera. He's our friend Benson <laughs> for the day. <laughs> um, they both say like, oh, you just have to get to know them because our personalities mm-hmm. are just so different. And there are physical differences between there us. Are. But yeah, but like I said, our personalities are just so different. Even like throughout this podcast and this recording session, what she says is going to be different than I'm going to say mm-hmm. and how we even come across... And you were talking about that verse, what was it, Psalm 139, 14? Yeah, 14. And you you said how we say it, and I was thinking about, huh, like the mindset that people are in when we say this verse, whether it's to ourselves, whether we're saying it to other people, and of course that's where confusion comes in, where you could say it one way, but then deep in your heart it's meant another way. And so then you have to be intentional with your words, but it's like how can you be so intentional with your own actions and the truth to that is, well, God was so intentional creating you in the first place. So that's how you are able to do those things. Kind of like when God, when people say God loved you so you can love others. Right. Same thing. Um, yeah. And uh, that even goes towards yourself. Like God loved you so you can love yourself. And, and people don't love themselves because of what the world is saying. You have to be this. You have to be that. Like you have to go to the gym um, and be this fit person and then other people are saying no you don't have to and you can be perfectly happy and then we're just like dealing with opposite extremes Mm -hmm. of what to do there's so many opposite extremes in this in this world like kind of like there are there i would also say like religion can be an opposite extreme there are some things in religion that are an opposite extreme there is how we should view ourselves there's so many different opinions that that people say of like how you should look at yourself and it's some of it some of it's helpful and then some of it's also a real distraction from jesus Mm. some of it's such a distraction of like okay what that person said could be helpful but what does god think about it um yeah duke said that duke said that like a few weeks ago and in a bible study that we were at and Mm -hmm. yeah and he was talking he was talking about a plethora of different things but when he said that i was like wow that's a really good point like not only not letting yourself off the hook with certain things, but what does God think about it? And I would say that is so heavy when it comes to your appearance and when it comes to your image because we're fearfully and wonderfully made. So the stuff that we're doing to, again, like enhance our appearance, like what does God think about it? Exactly, exactly. And I think too, I mean, I know there's a lot of churches across the world and in our area and um, 
you know, the one thing about refresh, I think it's a, it's a very much come as you are environment. Um, we love you as you are, you know, but with society and then with the church, I think you get two separate areas of judgment as far as appearance goes. So you have the world who's basically like, if you're not perfect and everything basically isn't fake. And again, nothing against anybody who wants beautiful eyebrows or beautiful eyelashes or different hair color or whatever that. If it makes you happy and you're doing it because it's fun and it's something that you love, have at it. Um, if it's you're doing it because you feel like you have to be somebody else, that's something you need to look a little deeper on the inside to figure out. But I mean, I love makeup. I love playing with makeup. I love all things about makeup. Um, and to me, it just makes me happy. But as far as appearance in the church goes, you know, then you get that other paradigm shift where it's like, oh, you shouldn't wear that in church and you shouldn't have that on in church and you're going to distract people with wearing X. Ex- now, clearly, I mean, if you're walking into the church and you're showing everything, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a yeah. little bit of a, dist- a lot of bit of a distraction. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> but if you're, but at the same time, it's that, that other side of the judgment where you go to the way far other end of the spectrum where it's like, I need to like be covered from head to toe and I need to like, can't even show my ankles and I make sure that I'm not wearing makeup because there is a scripture and the church does, and I'm not on my phone playing games or anything (laughs) on my phone, but first Peter three verses three through four is something I think that some, not all churches, but some churches have used, especially against women in a sense of how they're supposed to be. And it says your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. So then that scripture is taken and then twisted to basically say you should not be adorning yourself with, you know, jewelry and fancy clothes and like that stuff should you shouldn't care about it at all. You shouldn't wear it. You shouldn't do it. You should be a plain Jane. Come in here in your Laura Ingalls dress and don't wear makeup. Put your hair in up in a braid or a bonnet or whatever and again nothing against people I mean I know some certain denominations that's that's what they do yeah um Mm -hmm. so I'm not trying to out anybody there but I think that's not what the scriptures were trying to say for me personally I think God was trying to just remind us that that's not where the beauty comes from just because Kennedy has a beautiful blouse on she's a beautiful top on it's got beautiful little accents or, you know, Lexus got beautiful earrings on or whatever the case may be. You got some cool, I was actually admiring your kicks earlier. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is it's okay to wear these things, but your boots don't make you who you are. You're yeah. not like, I feel that shouldn't make you feel who you are today because I have my boots on and these are you know, I think that's really what God was trying to say is that your identity and your beauty truly comes from the inside. But I think 
we really can display the beauty that we carry on the inside on the outside as long as we're doing it in a way that's God honoring and yeah. self honoring as well. But how do you feel about that? Like, do you ever feel like you've ever had pressure from inside the church ever in regards to carrying yourself a certain way or looking a certain way or your appearance? Um, at refresh, no. Um, because as you said, this church is very like come as you are. And I thought about it and hopefully other, especially non-denominational churches are also like this as well. Come as you are, but ha but society says, and well, refresh community church says, we love you as you are come as you are. But society says, we love you for who you could be. Mm. Mm, and so yeah. therefore keep buying this name brand thing. Keep buying the latest Apple phone, keep going to the gym and burning yourself out just for other people. And I thought about it the other day and um, PT said, uh, Pastor Thomas, months and months ago, he said, like, you have to make your flesh or body a slave to you so you can discipline yourself and do what is needed and do what is right for you. And I thought about it. And because so many people struggle with like, say, validation from others and things like that and wanting to feel good enough and keep on buying things or loads of makeup on their face or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought about, okay, so you're doing that to satisfy your flesh, sure. I think a lot of people have probably heard that, but you're actually also doing it to satisfy somebody else's flesh too. It's not just your own because so other people can look at you and be like, oh, she looks good, whether that's an innocent thought, a lustful thought or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, oh, that's kind of disgusting. When you yeah. think about like satisfying somebody else's flesh right. and there's not even like any physical contact that has to do with it. You're just making yourself look good for somebody else. And like almost to entice. Yeah. Almost to entice yeah. mm -hmm. somebody, even if you never see them again, but yeah. through the church, um, I know through Catholic church, that was a different story that Catholic church. We yeah. Just... Something like about us that I, maybe we should have mentioned is that we grew up in the Catholic church and not necessarily like harshly but just like that's the church we went to growing up yeah there, there's nothing wrong with the catholic church as far as i know and if people are happy going to the catholic church that's great they found jesus somehow mm -hmm. um but there was always this kind of guilt for at least when we went because we just never understood what was going on we didn't understand yeah. the value of was of what was going on as kids and it's almost like we were expected to because we kept coming back um and but at refresh pt has said multiple times like you are ordained to be here also saying like you are not a mistake and you can come here as you are yeah and I think so I've never felt any pressure from this church um from the catholic church um I guess I would say I felt pressure but I also really didn't know what it meant since I went there from like 8 to 15 it's a very gray area of finding out like who you are just growing up as a mm -hmm. kid and then into a preteen and then teenager and then into adult of like there's a section of not going to church at all and then coming here. It's a very yeah. weird and good difference. While you were talking, um, I can't remember like exactly what it was, but you what what you said that I thought to myself that like the culture of the world we live in falls in love with potential. Mm. Oh yeah. And instead of falling in love with who you are, like a lot of us fall in love with potential on the things we on the things we could have. Like I'm. I'm wearing pretty expensive boots. If anyone knows what Blundstones are, they're, they're pretty expensive boots. And I work hard to save up the money to buy these boots because I like these boots. Um, 
but thinking about it like no i don't I don't need these boots. The, these boots don't make me who I am. I, I like them and they, they make me happy. They don't take away from um, being fearfully and wonderfully made. Sometimes mm-hmm. when we just think we need a little bit more, a little bit more money, a little bit more clothes, uh, like another another nice sweatshirt, another nice this, another nice that, it can just end up taking away from the person that God is calling us to be and God is calling us to be someone on the inside and on the outside. He's calling us to be renewed on the inside so that it can reflect who we are on the outside. Um, and because we were made perfect in creation, so having this perfect image, it, it really gets so mixed up when we fall into the world's view of falling in love with potential, just needing to have a little bit more and a little mm-hmm. bit more and a little bit more. It gets so, like, mixed up. Um, and sometimes... It could be like that in the church if um, if and when churches have used this verse, um, 1 Peter 3, 4, not falling in love with elaborate hairstyles or like gold jewelry or anything like that. I was going to say, it sh- uh, kind of like what I already said, it shouldn't take away from your faith. That the stuff of this world shouldn't take away from shouldn't take away from what Jesus is trying to like renew in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if it purely makes you happy, then then, if, yeah, and if it's not taking away from any of that, it's not truly distracting you from Jesus, then there is not a problem with it. Um, but if it is distracting you, then that's something that should be, you know, more looked at. That's, that's it can it can be a deeper problem. And I know, and I have been guilty of this, and I've had to ask for forgiveness, but sometimes we see certain, especially on television, um, Christian television is fantastic in so many ways, <laughs> but we see... A lot of, you know, um, maybe women TV preachers, maybe more so from the past than now, but then they take this scripture and go so far in the opposite direction. It's like, how elaborate could my hair be? Like, how much bigger can it be? How much bigger can my eyelashes be? How much, you know, how much more makeup can I pack on my face? Like, it's just the craziest dynamic. I think, I think girls and women in the world are already confused. And then you throw us into this Christian sort of bubble of everybody else's expectations. And it almost makes it harder because we're forgetting who really our identity is in and that's the basic bottom line of it all is like where does your identity lie and at the end of the day our identity should only lie in who we are in Christ and for myself I know on a daily basis sometimes that is hard to remember because my identity is either wife or mother or you know employer or pastor's wife or you know we all wear different hats and then we can find our identity in all those different things and I know you all have jobs and you work and you have relationships with people um so Kennedy do you feel like that's something else like a trap that we fall into is putting our identity in our roles in life rather than who we are at the core of our being because I think that's can be confusing because if you are a, you know, like your profession, mm-hmm. you can identify with that. Yeah. That can become, especially because you help people and yeah. that's your whole job is to work with and help people. Yep. 
do you find it's hard to not find your identity in that as far as like, that's who I am. That's what I do instead of that's like a ministry or a mission God has given you. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes that can get a little lost for sure. Just because like, when we think about it, we, I think we all want to obviously do something that we're passionate about, that we love, that we're good at. And so when we do something, we think like, oh my gosh, this is who I am. I'm a helper. Or if you're a doctor, I'm a healer. Or like, I'm a teacher to teach people and all of that. And we kind of forget like, maybe that's not who I am. It's just what I was kind of called to do through God. Yeah. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. a step in the right direction to the next purpose or my main purpose in life. But mm-hmm. something with that you said when you talked about these women preachers who took one Peter three four like to the opposite extreme and how much makeup could you have on your face like what is the boundary or maybe the limit to that mm-hmm. like even girls on social media now I see with makeup on I would say mainly or things cosmetically that they do or brands that they wear but they still project the message of Christ whether they're preachers or they're just doing it on social media to reach people. It's all wonderful that they do that. But then I think, okay, but you went to the hair salon, you got hair extensions. And that's just something that I struggle with personally Mm -hmm. of like, how do, how much of yourself, of your original self, do you love? Do you love yourself enough to show that to other people? Because you say you're on a stage and you're talking about Jesus, which is wonderful. Um, but you're not even showing your true self because a lot of your hair is fake. And so that's something that I personally struggle with to look beyond, say, somebody's cosmetics, yeah. not um, procedures, but they're, maybe it's a quick fix for somebody. Maybe yeah, it's something that truly makes them happy. I know I struggle with looking past that um, and seeing and getting to know somebody deep down. But that's still something I will probably always wonder about because – I've only dyed my hair once from, like, a box at Walmart, and I've never worn makeup. Well, I've worn makeup for, like, prom and, like, ring dance, but I've never worn makeup on the daily ever. Um, And, uh, yeah, so when I think about other women, not just women that wear makeup, but women that, like, where you can only – that's all you see on their face. Yeah, it's like they look totally different. When mm-hmm. they take off the makeup, kind of like, okay, kind of like the Kardashians. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Let's go what, there. what an extreme. <laughs> I know, like, I'm sorry if you all are watching or listening to us. <laughs> and we're talking about the church and now, and now the Kardashians. Um, but, like, so I've seen a few episodes of, of the Kardashians, like the new show they put out, not the Keeping Up one, but the new one. Mm. Um, and they have their, like, one on one interviews with the camera and whatnot, and they're talking about, like, whatever their struggles are. Um, and then the next scene, after that one-on-one with Kim, you know, she's wearing all this makeup and whatnot. And then the next scene, she's walking in the kitchen, because it's her birthday or something. So she's waking up, walking in the kitchen, seeing what people are doing, and she has no makeup on. And I was like, oh my gosh, Kim, you are gorgeous without that makeup. And then when you wear it, like, I see, like, you obviously, see somebody else. Obviously, it, yeah. it, it enhances some of the features that she has on her face, and that's the good thing about makeup, that... It can, if you, if you want it to enhance whatever on your face, like, that's totally fine. But then when you just overload it and overload it, like, I feel like the Kardashians tend to do, it makes you look like a different person. And so then what you look like can contribute to who you are and how people see you. And that's, 
not really fair. That's not really fair to you or fair to the other people around you to own, to view you with such an image of like, I know I'm going to see her with this cake face of make on today because that's what she really cares about. And sometimes that judgment, like what you were talking about, can be hard to look past. That's, you know, you really have to get to know the person to know that they are more than, than the makeup they put on their face. But you, you don't even like, you don't even need that. Like you just don't need it to, you just don't need it. Like you, you have to get to know someone to again, know that they're, they're more than that. But why do you even need it in the first place? Well, and then sadly, if you think about it, just in general, like that's what they're known for. Yeah. So it's not even known for who they are as individual people. Um, it's that persona that they're putting out there, which then again causes us on the outside who have maybe that emptiness inside, like, well, that's how I'm going to fill it. Because if I, you know, if I wear Kylie's makeup or if I do this like Kim or if I, whatever the case may be, or, oh, who is the one I was thinking of? Um, there's a, I adore her and I do follow her on Instagram. I'm clearly, I'm not going to be putting people's it names like, out is there. It a, oh, it's, it's a person. It's not it's like a, a Kardashian. No, no. It's oh, not. Okay. But she has this Instagram page and it's basically where she does her makeup and then she looks completely different and she gets so much backlash on her page because of that. But it's primarily for men because they call it, quote unquote, catfishing. So mm -hmm. you're going to go out tonight and you're going to have this face on and you're going to put these teeth in because she does have teeth missing. So she uses those. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're not the, but they're the new ones that you can just pop them in. And then yeah, she does her makeup about. and she looks like a completely different person, which first of all, artistically, I just think is amazing because I'm yeah. like, I don't know how you do that. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. Do you know, there has to, and I don't promote anybody tearing anybody down online. Oh, no. Or, you know, because we don't know people's struggles. We don't know what people mm -hmm. go through. I mean, we're here to encourage people not to tear people down. But I will say that they could say it in a nicer way. But is there some validity to that for them to feel like they're being catfished as far as I meet you, this is what you look like. And then you go home and then you take all that off. You look like a completely different person. Yeah. So there's some validity to that. But then again, on the other hand, we're like, well, wait a minute, but isn't that shallow? So yeah. it's just that weird balance because we're all like, oh, wait, like that's a completely different person. But then we're expecting someone else to be like, well, you just have to accept her for who she is. But she didn't just play that up front yeah because yeah. yeah you have to accept her for who she is on the inside but she covered who she is on the inside with so much on the outside so yeah it is like a weird gray area so we yeah. want to be angry at men because they're judging her for for covering herself covering up. herself up and then taking it off and not liking what they see yeah. so yeah. we're going to judge them for that which like I said, there's a way you can kind of, and I understand not everybody's attracted to everybody when it comes to physical appearance. And I also understand that God made men as visual, like that's part of their whatever. Like, like DNA. Yes. Um, but, and I don't condone anybody tearing this woman down for anything. But at the same time, I think there is some responsibility that we hold 
as women as how we present ourselves, especially as yeah. as women who are believers, because we definitely have to make sure that we are presenting ourselves in a way that is truthful and accurate. Yeah. So it's it's sort of hard. Like I don't know if they're if they're in the world there's a way to win. Yeah. But it, as, it seems like there's always something that like it seems like there's always like a lose lose situation cuz it's totally fine like if you like makeup and kind of how I was saying earlier if that doesn't take away from who you are on the inside then that's fine to like use makeup on the outside. Um but if it's that I'm going to cake myself with makeup and then take it off. And then not only men, but maybe your friends too, like your girlfriends are like, whoa, you look like a completely different person. That not only takes away from how they see you, but it can take away from how you see yourself. Maybe too much dependency on makeup, like a full face of makeup. Right. Like, like caked on and everything. I have to turn the um, camera back on. Did it go off yet? Sorry. Yeah. We're having some <laughs> it's camera. It's probably gone off. We're, we're having some camera difficulties. It was supposed to beep. There we go. And it didn't beep. So <laughs> yeah, that's... we're not doing our job. Thank goodness part of this podcast is just our voices. <laughs> we'd be fired. <laughs> Maybe. And this is the scripture that I go back to, um, which kind of piggybacks sort of off of what I was thinking about when I see this young lady. And again, I adore her. I do not judge her. I, you know, she has an amazing talent. I think it could be used very well in Hollywood, especially, especially when you have to make somebody look like someone else Mm -hmm. or a different whatever by just using makeup, I think is, it's astonishing really. But Proverbs 3130 says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So... I think we all have to understand, and as I was joking earlier about the lights shining on my face, because you may see my wrinkle or whatever. Did it go off again? The camera? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I thought I heard like the a Lord click or something. Like, I don't. I don't like this. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. We're trying, y'all. Okay. Okay. It did it the first time too. Welcome to our podcast where we do it all <laughs> ourselves. We're camera women and this and that. <laughs> We're camera women. So Come on, Troy. You can do it. Fix the thing. It really makes <laughs> me think about the fact that at some point in time, it doesn't matter what you do, we age. Mm-hmm. Our bodies fail us. Yeah. We get wrinkles. Unless you just get start filling yourself with all kinds of stuff, and then you kind of get that weird, like, your face doesn't move thing. Yeah, but Bo- Botox. Yeah. But, yeah, oh Botox and injectables and yeah. then cheek implants and chin. Like, you know, you watch Hollywood do it, and you watch certain people, and you think to yourself, like, how do they even think that they – they don't even look human anymore. Yeah. Mm, that but, just reminds me of the scene uh, – this camera, Did the camera just click not again. <laughs> that no, that just reminds me of the scene though uh, with Christmas with the cranks, and the guy gets the Botox. Oh, and he's and trying he's just, to drink. He's trying to like, eat, and it's like, 
Like, he's not even like human. No. Like his face is Come like. Come on in, Faith. Faith, come, come fix our the camera. camera. Come fix the camera. Because this is all your equipment anyway. But yeah, it's go just. Faith. Go, Faith. Go, Faith. And Faith, we're just going to keep talking right around oh, all of this. Listen, <laughs> this is real life, people. This isn't. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so it's almost like you have to remind yourselves that these things that we put so much time and energy into naturally our bodies are going to start to fail us mm -hmm. a little bit we're going to have wrinkles because that's normal and we're going to have imperfections because we're human and that's normal there is yeah. no perfect on this side of heaven yeah no. yeah there's no way to achieve that so the more we chase it and the more we're running after it the more empty we become because it's so hard to attain something that doesn't exist on this yeah. side of heaven. Mm -hmm. So something Alexis said uh, some time Sorry. ago, not too long ago, is that when you're chasing after something that's empty, oh, it's yeah. it's not you're not only chasing after it, but it's chasing you. Yeah. Well, oh. I, well, I said that I said that a lot of people run away from you hear like I'm running away from my responsibilities, which in quote unquote like people just say it as a joke. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, but as we all, know, jokes, all jokes have truth yeah. to them. All jokes have, have truth, truth to them. To them. Mm -hmm. All jokes have truth to, the, truth to them. So they're probably running away from something and they don't want to be honest about it, which is okay in a sense because being vulnerable is very hard. But anyway, mm -hmm. uh, when you're running away from something, all you're doing is just chasing something else to escape what's chasing you. So then it just, yeah. it's a cycle, it's a circle that you are just continuously running in and that yeah. you're trying to figure out how to get out of. So then you just chase something else and something else and something else. And no matter what that is, maybe it's some kind of valid. And it's more than likely some kind of validation from somebody mm -hmm. or from something. Yeah. Um, so like I said earlier, buying the latest iPhone and you're like, I have enough money to do that or to pay it month to month. Okay, that's great. That's great that you work so hard and you saved up money. But what is the newest iPhone really giving you? Is it giving you any kind of purpose? Or, like, yeah, you know, is, that, is that really filling your cup? Yeah, no, because I still have an iPhone 11, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And um, it works just well. Now Apple heard me say that, so now it's going to stop working. But, yes. Yeah, and then when it comes to, say, buying makeup products, um, I don't know, I'm not against makeup, but I've, like I said, I've never worn it all my life. Yeah, just, so. just for you. Just, like, for both me and Alexis, I remember when I was in middle school, I was, like, obsessed with makeup i watch there's this woman named michelle fawn on youtube and she was really really big at one point um and she did these lovely makeup tutorials like it was art and oh and i agree like people that do makeup especially for hollywood it is a, a legit art and i don't oh, understand yeah. how they yeah. can get like the perfect winged eyeliner and i i don't know how they do it i know it. i can't it's so I was, beautiful <laughs> i was helping out at a dance recital once and this probably like seven-year-old girl was like can you help me with my eyeliner and i don't do makeup <laughs> and so i drew like this disgusting caterpillar just like on her eye and i felt so bad um but yeah, just because I she's don't do it. She's listening right now, and she's like, yes. And I like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just because I don't do makeup. Alexis doesn't do makeup. I watched a lot of, like, makeup tutorials, this, like, art back when I was 12. And then for some reason, when I got to high school, I just lost interest in it. And we've only worn makeup for special occasions and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. so, yeah, it's just, like, it, it's – for us, it's just a personal choice. Um, but then it also – 
but because we literally just do like the natural look, sometimes it brings about like thoughts of why do women need so much makeup? Why does makeup exist in general? I'm not trying to judge anybody or like condone anybody for wearing it. Um, but sometimes questions like that are brought to our heads just because we literally just do like the natural look. Yeah, and a lot of that came from our mom, and it's not like our mom ever told us that we weren't allowed to wear it. Yeah. Or my, but my, I don't ever remember our mom like spending so much time in the bathroom. Uh, yeah. Getting herself no. ready. Um, and having makeup products like laid out all over the counter and stuff like that. <laughs> she doesn't do that now either. So that's probably why we didn't do anything. Yeah, us old school moms though. We 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 were we grew up in a different generation and time like we were not tiktok moms or instagram moms and there's nothing wrong with that but but we weren't like that's not Mm -hmm. how we were raised like our moms were moms and they worked and they did all these things and they weren't they didn't have time unless they were going out on a date or going out somewhere for somewhere special yeah i don't remember my mom doing a whole lot of that either and you know a lot of just like there's a such thing as the five minute face like there is just enough to like make you not look dead <laughs> and, and and you and you go and when you you'll you'll understand the five minute face maybe someday See, um, I've perfected the five minute face as I've grown up because my mom was kind of like your all's mom like I never really noticed her having a whole bunch of makeup or anything but I did share a bathroom with both my sisters so my older sister had all her makeup products and everything like that. And so she was the one that taught me like to do to do my makeup and everything. And when I was in seventh grade, I was obsessed with doing my makeup every day, exactly how she taught me. The smoky eye, like all oh, of that. I was like Seventh grade. Yes, yes. Seventh grade me. This was me because I had an older sister who taught me how to do that. And so yeah. I was like, I wanna look good and all of that, like I wanna do it. And then in high school, I was like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I just need foundation, a little bit of mascara. And even now, like, that's how I go to work. Foundation, maybe a little concealer, some, a little bit of powder to hold it, a little bit of eyeshadow, a little mascara. Boom, like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I know we're focusing a lot on makeup, um, but, you know, body image isn't just that. And, and, and no, it's because it's a lot we're talking about what we see on Instagram and TikTok and the makeup tutorials are enough to make you like scream because I feel like that's every other <laughs> yeah. one is go to the TikTok store and buy this amazing TikTok. Like whatever. TikTok made me buy it. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, but it also a lot of it focuses on the neck down. Mm. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. for sure. And not having that perfect figure, or you know, having ED. Um, you know, like eating disorders or, you know, just trying to do anything we can to fit into this stereotype of what a woman is supposed to look like. And I am all about healthy bodies. I mean, God's word even says, do you not, first Corinthians six, nine through 20 says, do you not know that our bodies or your bodies are temples of the Holy spirit who is in you? whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And I think that's twofold. I mean, we can talk about this another time, but I think that it also has a lot to do with what we do with our bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, in that way, which meaning physical or that's a topic for another day. But 
when it comes to our body image and how we feel about ourselves or how we portray ourselves, um, I think a lot of that, you know, weight loss industry is a bajillion dollar, yeah. if bajillion oh was gosh. a word, yes. industry, <laughs> because it's something that we're chasing so hard after. Mm-hmm. But the food industry is also a gajillion dollar industry because we're either, you know, they say food is fuel, food is fuel, which is very true. And if, if we're mentally healthy and spiritually healthy, that's how we're going to use food. Um, we're going to use it as fuel for our bodies. But when we have other issues going on and other emptiness is going on in our lives and we're not letting God heal those places, we can try to fill that with food or, on the other hand, fill that with lack of food yep. as punishment. So do you see, do you think in our culture it's getting easier with our body image? Do you think people are more accepting of different, you know, back in the 80s, it was like there was a specific body type and everybody wanted to be that body type. And it was like, you know, the swimsuit models or whatever you'd see because then every every tv movie show whatever in the 80s everybody somebody had a bikini on somewhere (laughs) and that's was the the goal back then and i remember having a friend in in middle school middle school high school and um i want to say in reality she was not a heavy girl now maybe compared to the rest of the group of friends she may have been a little bit on I wouldn't even say she was large. I mean, she was mm-hmm. she was a normal, healthy right. girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she was so consumed with the fact that she wasn't the size that we were at at that age. Mm-hmm. I remember her doing this baby food diet where all she was eating was baby food. And I thought to myself, this is insane. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because she was so desperate to lose weight so she could be – as thin as everybody else she wasn't even like we were all had different i mean reality all of us sitting in this room we could all weigh the exact same we're all going to look completely different because we have completely different body shapes god did not make this one form everybody's body shape is this and you're either skinny or too heavy but if you lose weight you're going to look like this that's not how it works And we have to really combat that in society because you were born with a specific body type and your body shape is not going to change to a certain thing based on how much weight you gain or how much weight you lose. And I think that portrayal of what the perfect woman or even for men, the same thing, I mean, men don't usually outwardly talk about it like right. we do. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sure the struggle is very much the same. Oh no, it you know, is. like V shred. I don't even know if we're allowed to do this. <laughs> oh. He'll be coming he'll be coming to sue me in a second. But this yeah. V shred guy, he's everywhere. Oh yeah, I and, know who you're talking yep. about. And it's like, you know, who is to say that he's the perfect image I, I don't think God, I don't think when Jesus walked the earth, I don't think he looked like the V-shred guy. I'm just saying. And Jesus, <laughs> if I'm wrong, forgive me. <laughs> I think he was healthy mm-hmm. and he was, he walked. Clearly we know that. He mm-hmm. was in control of his body because he was God. Um, and he was in control of what he put into his body. But I think as p- human beings, 
the enemy uses so many things that God has given us to give us life for us to use it and cause harm to ourselves. And, like, pin it against each other. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're like, it's like the scene from, like, whoever's a Marvel fan, you're going to love this. Oh, yeah. But in Captain America's Civil War, the, I forget, like, the evil guy's name, He but he manipulated the Avengers team to fight against themselves mm-hmm. instead of fighting against who the actual enemy was. Um, and so that's something that, like, we do all the time, and it's not because we hate each other, but because we just think we have to be someone to be someone when we already are someone. Like, we're here on this earth, so we already are someone. We already have a purpose. And then throughout figuring that out, again, whether you're a believer or not, so many things get in the way, like what you should look like. Mm, and it, yeah. and it's a, such a distraction from what we could be doing because we're focusing on what we could look like. Mm-hmm. And it it's really just such a deep pit of comparing ourselves to one another. And it's it. So to answer your question, I don't I don't know if it's gotten harder. I know personally for me, growing up in the age with social media, it has been hard. Like, I've had Instagram since I was, like, 12. Oh, yeah, 10 years now? Yeah, ten for, like, 10 years now. Oh, my gosh, and Instagram's been around for 10 years? Yeah. Oh I think God, maybe yeah. even more than 10 that. 10 wow. plus years. Like, I, I've had Instagram for 10 years now. Um, And I remember when I first got it, it was so cool to see, like, what everyone was doing. But then it turned to, this is not only what I'm doing, this is who I am. And what I'm I'm not only posting who I am, I'm posting what I look like and I want to either pose a certain way or look a certain way when you, you there's only so much you can change about your about yourself. So having Instagram for so long, it hasn't necessarily benefited me to not compare myself. Mm. Because it's changed so much over the years of like this is who I am. There hasn't been like a ton again, ton of benefit. I I don't really consider it a blessing anymore. I consider it like, oh, I could benefit from this because I could be happy looking like you or looking like you. But what you said, even if we ate the same diet and worked out the same way, we're not going to look the same. Exactly. Yeah. We There are certain things that would probably feel better if we ate, if we ate like cleaner and um, did some more physical exercise, um, but we wouldn't look the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it hasn't been easier for me. It's It's more so just like, I just, I've just been digging a pit of comparison. And I actually deleted Instagram, not my account, because I still like it. I still like seeing what people are doing. But as but my brain has really been focusing on the image of people and the image on myself instead of what people are doing. So I haven't deleted my account, but I deleted the app probably like four months ago. And it has been really, really helpful. That part has awesome. been helpful just to connect with the people who are in front of me instead of constantly looking at the people that are not. Because mm. yeah, all that Instagram is is, I would say, a whole of comparison because not just about body image and how your face looks and makeup and all that stuff, but even like what people say, and I'm not really going to get into that because that's not what this is about, but even there's, of course, hundreds of thousands of Christians on Instagram and they want to spread the word, which is lovely. But then if they try to spread the word, then I could think, I'm not where that person is at. Is, mm. Should I be there? And Yeah, on that stuff like, like spiritual that. level. Yeah, yeah, I'm not on the, I'm not, 
am I supposed to be walking the same path that they did because it's popped up on my Instagram feed and it's just so unnecessary even though that they are trying to do something good and I would never fault somebody for doing that yeah um, so I did the same thing I also deleted Instagram but also something that I've heard a lot within the past like six months six months is comparison is the thief of joy mm-hmm. and which is true comparison because it just leaves you wanting more and then when some when you receive something that you want it'll probably eventually burn out just like a candle and then you'll have to relight that candle with something else that society and the world tells you that you need so yeah. then i realized oh comparison is a thief of jesus because we forget mm. we are fearfully and wonderfully made she that's texted me good. that one day because i have just been struggling with comparison like I would say that's probably one of my deepest rooted issues is struggling with comparison. And the enemy is so clever and working that way in social media because social media is not a bad thing, especially to post about Jesus. It's not a bad thing. But then just the enemy can just sneak his way in there and just make you ask yourself questions of like, oh, am I where that person is spiritually? There is no point to compare your spiritual relationship, your relationship with Jesus because then if you do that, you're not getting closer to Jesus. Like it's impossible to compare your relationship and get closer to Jesus at the same time. So she texted me that, and I've heard the same thing, comparison is the thief of joy. But then she texted me, comparison is the thief of Jesus. And I was like, shut up. I was like, that is so true. Shut up. It seriously is the thief of Jesus. Because when you compare yourself, you're not thinking about Jesus. You're thinking about somebody else who's not jesus yeah you're just mm. thinking about another way to satisfy your flesh and, and it it's not with like, and it's not with malice intent yeah it, it's not um i would think 99 percent of the time that the um compa- that comparison isn't with malicious intent to harm yourself but just yeah because nobody be wants somebody. to harm themselves yeah <laughs> I would, um, yeah. I would think even yeah. if somebody, I would hope that nobody actually wants to harm themselves. Whether whether people are doing it like mentally or physically, nobody actually wants, wants that to for do themselves. It. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I don't. I like God would never put that desire into His own creation. No. You take care of what you create, and so that would that is never a desire from that is never a desire from God. So we are we are running up here on the end of our time, but. Um, I feel like we could sit here and do like five hours of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so, honestly. It's so important and it's so, I don't think it's talked about enough. It's yeah. really not. I think we can talk about a lot of things as believers, especially young people, but um, I don't think this particular subject is talked about enough from our perspective as it is talked about as the world's perspective. Yeah. So I think this is a conversation that we need to keep having. But as we're wrapping up here, um, Kennedy, what is what is just something that you want to share um, with somebody who may be listening today and they think, um, I'm not, I'm not meeting that standard that the world has put out there as perfection. Like, what would you want to say to that girl or that young woman or that young man who's sitting on the other side of this, listening to this or watching this and thinking to themselves, that's great. I hear what you're saying, but I'm not, I'm not who this man or this woman or this whatever wants me to be. 
Um, I would definitely say to them and just be like, it really doesn't matter. You need to be who you are and you need to be comfortable with yourself no matter what. And uh, there's these lyrics that come to mind from a song called Pretty. And the chorus says, beautiful is who you are. When no one's watching, it's your heart that can be the only one to tell your story because the rhythm that it's beating is your glory. The truth inside you can't erase because it ain't written on your face. There's no difference between a mirror and a liar. Pretty is as pretty does. Mm. And so I would say just, you know, forget about everyone else. Forget about society. Forget about what you think you need to do and just be you and focus on and like loving who you are on the inside. Mm-hmm. That's, that's beautiful. That's actually, that's, those are powerful lyrics. Very, yeah. very powerful lyrics. Um, well, I thank you guys for joining me today. I feel like this is going to be a part two at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. <laughs> I think we have a lot to say on this particular topic, but um, I think we're just going to go ahead and we're going to end in prayer. And if anybody out there that's watching or listening, if you are ever in need of prayer, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, we are here for you. We are here to pray with you. We are here to love on you. We are here to show you that Jesus loves you so very much and you are exactly who you are supposed to be. Um, he created you in his image. He does not make junk. He does not make mistakes. Um, yes, there may be things in our lives that are things we have to change as far as behaviors and lifestyles that could be um, blocking us from that true fullness of relationship. But when it comes to how he made us in his image physically, um, we need to really embrace that we are not a mistake and we are not imperfect we are imperfect but perfectly imperfect yeah. um and there is no such thing as perfection on this side of heaven so heavenly father i just want to thank you for this time and i want to thank you to everyone who's listening um god i just ask that you just reach out through these this podcast through these videos and just touch hearts father god i just ask that anyone that's listening that's struggling with any type of body image issues or just image issues in and of itself and identity issues father god i just ask that you remind them of who they are and who you created them to be and most importantly who you are and lord i just ask that you love on them and comfort them and give them that peace and that hope and that confidence that you do not make mistakes that there is no such thing as earthly perfection, that it's a lie from the enemy and it's something that we do not need to be chasing. But what we should be seeking out and chasing after is a real relationship with you because only in that relationship with you are we going to truly be whole and are we going to truly see who we are created to be. So thank you for everything that you're doing in the lives of every young person and every person, honestly, um, and just continue to do that work in them and continue to fulfill that purpose in them. And I just ask this all in precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for listening and, and we'll see you again next time.